Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends in How I Met Your Mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. How are you, Natalie? Uh, doing pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had a very productive weekend. Very we, busy, productive weekend. We um, basically like moved all of my parents' stuff out of their home, and it was years and years of... We should uh, say they haven't they haven't lived in their home right, since November. Right, we moved November. them out, They're but it in, was yeah. They had accumulated quite a bit of things, especially my mom. But it was like kind of a little treasure hunt because my mom would like squirrel away jewels and cash. <laughs> so it was kind of like fun to find find treasures in random places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did a lot in yeah two. Two days. Yeah, I got to have uh, uh, me and our brother-in-law, uh, our brother-in-law and I, I should say, got to have a little like kind of smash room when we took like yeah. the, the all the furniture and stuff. We knew we were just like it was too old to sell. We were just gonna throw it away. Yeah. We tossed it into a back of U-Haul, went to the dump, and then threw it threw it in, in the, the dump. And it's yeah. very fun to do that, especially. I mean, it was yeah. We threw throwing like couches and coffee tables out of the back of a U-Haul into the mud while it's pouring rain is, uh, I don't know, once in a lifetime experience probably. Yeah. I doubt I'll be doing that again yeah. anytime soon. But uh, yeah, that's what we've been doing. But this is not a show where we talk about uh, smash rooms or you know de facto smash rooms. Um, I will say, if you're going to go to the dump, uh, go in the rain because there's no line. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Anyway, this is not the the kind of show this is. This is a show in which we discuss the American classic sitcoms Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Um, although I don't think I would consider How I Met Your Mother a classic yet, just because I personally have like a twenty five year rule for yeah. something to be a yeah, classic. Yeah, I wouldn't you consider know? it a classic. Which means that like it's two thousand it's twenty twenty three. So that means like Saving Private Ryan, classic. Hmm. The Talented Mr. Ripley. Needs another year. Mm. <laughs> if I have that hard cutoff, it's like we can't consider the Town of Mr. Ripley a classic yet. I want to watch one that more again. year. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. It's, it's the best movie. Anthony Minghella film, I think. Uh, you prefer Max Minghella. I was gonna say I, I prefer Max. Oh yeah, I've been telling you for so long. You have no interest in seeing uh, Damien Chazelle's Babylon. That's yeah. But uh, I, for, I forgot to mention that Max Minghella plays Irving Thalberg, the okay. early MGM uh, executive. I'll take it. Anyway, um, this is so we're talking about Friends and How I Met Your Mother. We watch an episode of each a week and we uh, uh, compare and contrast. We have other segments. We uh, get, go off on tangents. It's a lot of fun if you like these shows and, and if you like us, which who wouldn't? Uh, this week. Plenty of people, I'm sure. <laughs> this week we are on to season four episode 20 that's right this is episode 420 cool dude light up spark yeah. it spark a dubs uh blaze it um season four episode 20 of friends is called the one with all the wedding dresses or is it just all the dresses the wedding dresses the wedding dresses and season four episode 20 of how i met your mother is called mosbius designs uh but we're gonna put a pin in mosbius designs and we are going to start with season four, episode 20 of Friends, the one with all the wedding dresses. Uh, interestingly, for the second episode in a row, we're in the same bedroom while the Someone's occupant of that bedroom is sleeping. sleeping. Yeah. But this time it's Joey instead of Rachel. But yeah. it's the exact same thing. Yeah. But Joey's not just sleeping, he's snoring. Yeah. You wouldn't know anything about... Oh, certainly not. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a big snorer. Um, uh, it's a problem. Yeah, I haven't done a sleep... 
clinic study thing like Joey did. Maybe I should. I did ask my doctor what I could do about my snoring. Did we talk about this in the podcast before? That I don't know. My doctor, whom I love and you hate for oh, yeah. good reasons, I asked her what I could do about my snoring, and she said, tell your wife to buy earplugs. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work for me. I'm a very light sleeper, and you're like, a very loud sleeper, so you're, it's a bad combo. Yeah, you're beyond a light sleeper. I, I like. I feel bad for you sometimes, how easily you... Yeah. Or kept up. I'm not good at sleeping. Yeah, that's, it's a real, we have a kind of opposites attract situation in a number of things. But yeah, sleeping is definitely, we are opposite yeah. types of sleepers. But also eaters. I like, mm-hmm. I will fully admit that I eat too fast. I eat faster than is healthy. Mm-hmm. But I also think you eat too slow. The right pace. <laughs> no, you, you eat too slow. Um, I but, eat like uh, a, like a European. Like I like to like sit and enjoy yeah. and, lays about and drink wine and yeah i don't like to be in a rush yeah and i i definitely have slowed down over time i've also become more of a sharer because i was never i had that like we've definitely talked like, about I had that. that like prison mentality yeah, yeah. i have had that like because i grew up with all these siblings it was yeah. just like no this is mine i'm like eating with my arm around my food yeah. trying to finish because there's you know If I'm going to get a second slice of pizza, I have to finish before the other five people. There are only four slices of pizza left. So I'm like, I grew up being and and still can be a very fast eater. Um, I've slowed down, but I also think it's gotten to a point where I've, I think you've become comfortable with the fact that I'm not like, if you finish before I do, I'm not like tapping my toe or checking my watch. You know what I mean? Tapping my feet or checking my watch. Like, I'm fine with you taking longer at a restaurant. We still have fun. Yeah. You know, I think early on there was kind of that like. Are we going to go? Are we ready? Like, uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Asking for the check where you're still like have food on your plate. Like, yeah. We've been together so long that I was like. You're bad. You were bad at dates. I was still very immature. Yeah. In a lot of ways it, at 26 or whatever when we met. Yeah. Um, now I'm, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> so. I feel like I'm a much, honestly, I'd be like much better at dating now. That's yeah. the, uh, the, well, uh, catch 22. You should go try it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. You'll help me set up a Tinder profile. Sure. Um, um, friends and mothers. Are you a fast eater? A slow eater? Yeah. Are you a grazer like me? Yeah. I'm definitely a How do grazer. you eat? Yeah. What's, what's your, your eating what's style? What's your chomp style? What's your, what's, <laughs> what's your lunch language? What's your lunch language? <laughs> You know, people are always talking about love languages, but let's talk about yeah. lunch language. <laughs> uh, I'm actually putting that down. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> we barely started, and yeah. we're almost 10 minutes into the episode. Yeah. So, Joey's snoring. Uh, Chandler's not a fan of it, um, but he, like, comes in and tries to wake Joey up, but then... Maybe like triggers some sort of like sex dream, yeah. and then he gets like kind of creeped out because Joey's like moaning. Yeah. So then, so that's the opening. Then we go to the per the perk. Um, Ross shows the gang's all there, or except for Rachel, they're all there except for Rachel. Uh, Ross comes in. He's he. Um, so he there. He and Emily are engaged, but at this point, haven't set a date yet mm-hmm. but emily is already wedding dress shopping mm-hmm. and apparently even has one picked has out the one. Yeah. but the store in london didn't have her size she wanted to the new york store does so monica's like yeah i'll go do it i'll go pick it up for her um 
And then Chandler tries to say something about Ross being whipped, but he doesn't know how to make the whipped sound, which yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. And he also does like a really like really extravagant like whipping yeah. motion motion like he's like winding up like, like a, lassoing yeah yeah and then it's whoopa yeah and joey um, does a good job of whoosh. correcting him. yeah yeah joey does it right um so ross goes upstairs to talk to rachel um about like the her him being engaged and if she's like weirded out by that she claims that she's not and says hey like you know i'm in a serious relationship too things are getting serious with joshua um they only had four dates um but things are hot and heavy <laughs> um, yeah and ross like to his credit he's well but he's the first ross is the one that says oh i didn't know like you've only been on four dates and it's like yeah you got engaged after six weeks who are you talking like yeah, who are yeah. you to say um but uh they make or Do- ross suggests dinner plans as a like a double date he he and emily and and rachel and, and joshua uh and rachel again claims to be cool with it yeah um monica and phoebe go to the dress store and the, they think that Monica is Emily, mm-hmm. so they ask her if she wants to try on the dress, mm-hmm. and Monica laughs for a second and then says yes. Yeah, this um, is like extreme thin privilege that like there there doesn't need to be any like tailoring or adjustments. Like these two very very thin women yeah, just yeah. buy them off the rack. What I'm saying, maybe I should save this for the under the umbrella, but. Monica like trying on her brother's fiance's wedding would, dress. I know that is, would get you it's also weird it's the a, relationship is so weird it's a cringe like sibling yeah. closeness yeah yeah um where was i blah blah okay the next night so that night joey's uh um snoring again and chandler tries it monica said she used to snore or does snore and a guy she was like dating would just like roll her over onto her stomach which joey thinks is going to go to like something dirty but that's the end of the story yeah. um but uh, so so uh, Joey or Chandler tries to sneak in and roll Joey over, but the covers come off and we realize that Jan, Joey sleeps in the nude, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Chandler has a thing about uh, um, that's it. You're going to a sleep clinic and a pajama store. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't put that in funniest moments, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Monica now has Emily's dress. Emily still hasn't come into town. So she's just wearing the dress around the house. Yeah. Um, Doing dishes. I'm so glad this episode didn't go where I thought it was going to. That she was going to, like, damage the dress. That's what I thought for oh, sure that was okay. going to happen. She was going to, be like, catch it on fire or spill something on it. Like, I thought for sure that was where this episode was going to go. I was so glad that it wasn't that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it would do everyone some favors. <laughs> You don't like the dress? I mean, the headpiece was atrocious. I like the headpiece. With the little tassels? Yeah, I do like no, the headpiece. I do. No, you don't. I like it. Um, then Phoebe shows up, and she's also wearing a wedding dress, yeah. which she has rented yeah. from, we later find out, unless this is in your funniest moments, the name of the store that she rented it from. Uh, uh I thought it was Beatrice Bridal Shop. No, that's where Emily's dress. Okay. Phoebe got her own dress, which she rented from a store called It's Not Too Late. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice. Because it's like funny. a a wedding dress for pregnant women. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so she's wearing a wedding dress. Go ahead. That the headpiece that we were talking about, um, I was thinking Orville Peck. Yeah, yeah, a little it bit was longer. Very, yeah. yeah, it was a little because it, it was like tassels that could have been like like bang length. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a tassel mask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the dress itself was like nothing to write home about. Well, they were all stunned by it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so at the the boys' apartment, I was I don't know why I'm a sucker for this, but like I know they always hang out at the big apartment. Yeah, I like when there's a pop by the other way around. Yeah, so Rachel just pops by to grab a beer or whatever, but really she wants to kind of like commiserate, I think, about Ross because yeah. she's like telling Joey and Chandler like this isn't going to last. They're engaged, but they're never going to actually get married. They're not going to go through with it. She says they're going to stay engaged for a year or, and stuff like that. Meanwhile, they're drinking, or I don't know if they're just what they're drinking, but there's uh, um, a six-pack of Pete's Wicked Ale. I Again, saw that. Yeah. Different brand six-pack every week. There's also Chandler with his Yoohoo. I guess that's for under the umbrella. Yeah. And then a Jones Soda, which we've seen before. Yes. Um, Rachel so, gets a Jones Soda. Yeah, yeah. She's Jonesing for a Jones. Yeah. Um, but then Ross shows up to say, hey. What are you doing today? in four weeks? Yeah, yeah, four weeks from today. Yeah. Um, so out of curiosity, Natalie, I looked at our calendar four weeks from today. Uh, four weeks from the day that we are um, recording uh-huh. right now. Uh, four weeks from today is Easter Sunday. And I am actually planning on going to brunch with a friend. Because you and I don't celebrate Easter. But uh, Scott, the... Uh, I'm going to go to brunch on Sunday. Um... Well, it's kind of a business thing for Battleship Pretension. Uh, but I guess... Maybe... I want to go to brunch on Sunday. All right. Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll pull uh, uh, Ross and Emily and turn this business brunch into a double date. See oh, what yeah. see what Scott and Julie have I'll to do. I'll wear my Easter best. Yeah, and then we'll see them again that night. It'll be a twofer yeah. for, that, for that couple. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening. Uh, so call to action, listeners. What are you doing four weeks from today? Yeah. Four weeks from the day, not because we all know, as I just said, four weeks from today, the day you're hearing, or the day we're recording this, yeah. is Easter Sunday. Yeah. All right. I don't want to hear about Easter Sunday plans. I want to know from the day you listen to this. What are you what are you actually doing? What were your plans four weeks to yeah. the day later? Um, I will say that I don't celebrate Easter. Obviously, I'm Jewish, but um, I always did. My family always did Easter egg hunts in the yard, and I loved it and was very fond of this tradition. Um, and like during uh, the lockdown in 2020, I was like feeling sad, so we did a. Um, an Easter egg hunt in our apartment. Yeah, it was and very I hid fun. Eggs throughout the apartment. Yeah, but like you got little eggs. like squishy like squishy eggs. They're like they're so squishy. They're like stress balls. But no, they're like for people who think stress balls are too much work because they're like so yeah. squishy. Yeah, but, but they're like, still fun. Fun to play with. They're especially fun um, at our old place when I would lay on the couch more, I don't lay on the couch at this place as much because I spend more time in the love seat. But in the old place, I would lay on the couch and laying on the couch and just tossing and catching one of those. I could keep myself entertained for an hour. And we've been known to like throw them across the room and have like little contests. That's also, by the way, I have a stress ball at my desk at work and I don't, I do use it for stress, but not 
in the way you're supposed to. I don't like squeeze it. I lean way back in my office chair and toss it up in the air and catch it. That's oh. that is how I, if I'm like overwhelmed, well, I can do yeah, that for a few minutes. Really I have one yeah. in the car when I'm in traffic. It helps. Yeah, I used to have one in the car that I think you gave me because it was heart shaped instead yeah. of a ball. It was a red heart. Yeah. And like it would fit perfectly, like perfectly. I was throwing like yep. a, a a slider or throwing a knuckleball or something would well, fit, and I would do. I it could in beat the... that. I have one that's like a star, and it fits perfectly oh, like between the that. fingers. I love that. Um, I also like the phrase "I could beat that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I top could beat, that. Top that. Top that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're at the perk. Uh, Rachel and Josh are meeting the perk. Rachel. Um, <laughs> Basically asks Joshua if he wants to get married to her. Yeah. Because she's... I like Rachel the neurotic sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like when it goes too far to, like, wearing the lingerie out to dinner with Joshua's parents. That feels a little bit, like, uh, far-fetched, I guess. But I do like that Rachel, this, like beautiful rich girl who's had life handed to on her on a platter is still so inside her own head yeah. and so like <laughs> fucked up yeah <laughs> um so yeah i i, I kind of liked the scene um joshua is clearly uh weirded out by the marriage proposal yeah. and gunther overhears it because gunther, not accidentally he listens in on all of rachel's yeah. conversations and uh can't believe that joshua doesn't want to marry rachel yeah, and screams you idiot you idiot that's right um uh where was i so we're at the sleep clinic and uh joey has stayed up all night as per the rules of this i guess mm-hmm. and is like falling asleep in the waiting room and chandler takes that the opportunity to uh mac on another uh sleep troubled sleep sufferer yeah um played by christina moore whom i i looked up she looked familiar well here's um this is kind of a sad thing i wasn't a big like uh that 70s show um person yeah but uh so i I didn't realize because i don't think i watched into like the the sixth season but um for the first like five seasons is it Eric Foreman? Is that Topher Grace's character? Yeah. His older sister, Lori, was played by an actress named Lisa Robin Kelly. Mm-hmm. But, and it's very sad that I, like, looked this up. She ended up having some, uh, very, she, like, lost a child and turned to, like, substance abuse and had a very rough, she had to step away from the show. So, Christina Moore was the second Lori okay. Foreman. Yep. Um, uh, I'm sorry to say, if you look up the Lisa Robin Kelly story, it does not have a happy ending. It didn't get better. She she passed away eventually. Um, it's a very sad story. Yeah. But uh, so Christina Moore is, I guess, best known for being the second Laurie Foreman. Okay. But I don't know if I ever watched any yeah. that seventy shows episodes yeah. from season six. Yeah, maybe I caught it in passing, and that's why she's yeah. familiar. Yeah. Uh, her name is Marjorie in in this episode. Right. I'm going to continue to call her Christina Moore because that's what I do with guest stars. Right. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, it took me so long to stop calling Joshua Tate Donovan, but right. now I say, but now I think I enjoy the way that Rachel Joshua. says Joshua, Joshua, Joshua. So I like saying it. Um, all right, so Monica and Phoebe still in the dresses. They're flowing. They're flowing flowers. No, they're throwing flowers, throwing bouquets over their heads. Um, they made one like out of tissue paper, and they're yeah. practicing throwing it. Yeah, over their and heads. like they're each catching each other's, and then they sort of realize that it's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So we cut to the park and they've changed into regular clothes. Well, almost, but we'll get to that later mm-hmm. um, in Funniest Moments. Yep. Uh, Chandler comes in to brag that he got a date with Marjorie. Uh, and then Joey comes in wearing his mouth guard, yeah. which, uh, did I put this in funniest moments? I didn't. Oh, okay. Did I you? Did. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's yeah. very funny. <laughs> um, uh, so I will admit at this point, like, so I can't remember how the scene ended because I think like while I was watching, I was like also like re- le- reading the sad story about the first Lori Foreman. Okay. <laughs> so I know. We end up... I can't remember how the perk scene ends after the mouth guard. I know there's more to it, but then we get up to the apartment, uh, to the lady's apartment, and and uh, Rachel and Joshua are, like, officially over. Yeah. She's um, sad about it. She's sad. Ross is like, should I... Oh, because it's about the dinner, mm-hmm. right? There's, like, dinner for three instead of four, but then she's like, I'm not going to go or something. Uh, Ross is like very sweet about it, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, but she's like, I'll be okay. He's like, are you okay? You want me to cancel? She's like, I'll be okay. I've got my girls or whatever. So then Ross leaves and then we cut to all three of the gals in their wedding, in wedding dresses. Yeah. Cause the, gal, the Phoebe and, uh, Monica or Phoebe and yeah, Phoebe and Monica are like, we know how to make you feel yeah. better. And I'm assuming the wedding dress Rachel is wearing was from she, when she Ran out on Barry, right? Yeah. That must be her wedding dress. Yeah. I wonder if we went back to the pilot, is it the same wedding dress from the pilot? Well, speaking of like bad like headdresses, Rachel had like a weird little pearl on her forehead. Oh, Do you gosh. remember that? No. Okay. I wonder if listeners do our research for us. No, I'm going to look it up. Friends pilot, Rachel dress. Okay. And will um, you remember? Uh, yes, because I remember what this one looked like. It has like a V-shaped. Yep. What do you call that? Uh, Is that hold on, hold on. Decolletage. Friends. Pilot. Rachel. Oh my gosh, I can't type. It's always when you're in a rush that you like screw that up. Yeah. Uh, I want to vamp, but I also don't want to distract you when you're trying to type. Yeah, please. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, it is. It is? It is that exact thing. That exact dress. Yeah, it sure is. With, so, the, yeah. with the um, headband and all. Verisimilitude? Is that what that is? Consistency. Yeah. Uh, continuity? Continuity. Yeah. But I think it's also... I, I don't know if it's verisimilitude. Okay. I don't know. Um, I guess if Rachel would wear that dress in real life. But there is no Rachel. What are you, what are you talking about, David? <laughs> um, oh, I okay. I missed. Look at that headdress. Uh, yeah. Look how different she looks only three seasons earlier, too. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what was I going to say? Where was I? Oh, and then so the episode ends minus the tag at the end with um, the doorbell ringing and they think it's I can't remember if they think it's Joey. They think it's Chandler and so Rachel like in her wedding dress throws open the door and says I do and it turns out it's Joshua. (laughs) So if it wasn't over before she even says like well that ought to do it. (laughs) Well the reason they knew it was Chandler because he was coming over to borrow some candles for his date. (laughs) Which is funny. (laughs) With Marjorie. Yeah. Oh I didn't even get that. Um, And it's very funny (laughs) because like Chandler has never had any like game with yeah. women but they say riz now that's what the kids say okay instead of game. um but he riz. does a really good job like when they're at the sleep clinic waiting room he's like what are you in for to marjorie and she's like oh um i talk in my sleep and chandler says oh, 
That's interesting. I listen in my sleep. Yeah. And it works. It's a good line. Yeah, it's yeah. a good line. Uh, and he's also like whining and dining her with candles yeah. on their first date. Well, and then we get to the tag at the end and it worked because they are in bed together. She yeah. she went to bed with him the on the candles, first date. Yeah. The candles did the trick. Yeah. Um, and then she is talking in her sleep and then like... Uh, it's a sort of the reverse of the first scene where Joey comes in wearing the mouth guard and says, people are trying to sleep in here or yeah. whatever. So that's the end of the episode. Do you have any other more stray observations or should we move on to funniest uh, moments? Well, so we've talked about stolen from Seinfeld. We'll get to that when we talk about how I met your I mother, mother also, sure. but Chandler um, dancing was like straight out of Elaine's. Oh, little cause he's saying the reason he doesn't dance at weddings is because he wants to meet women at weddings. And he and demonstrates how he dances. His dance is a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I it's mean, a turn it's, off. It's not as funny as Little Kicks. It's not a whole no. episode about it. No, it's not a full body dry heave. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like, this is very inside. Uh, it's a little bit closer to our friend Frank's dance. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but this is, means nothing to the listeners. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Oh yeah. Okay. So you talked about Marjorie having night night terrors. I was in it's my funniest moments, which oh, we're moving on to now. So okay. how about I start with that? Okay. Yeah. It starts with her talking in her sleep, yeah. and then she straight up screams in Chandler's face and and in her sleep. Yeah. And uh, that was one of my funniest moments. Okay, that was funny. Um, in one of like the early scenes at the park, they're all sitting around, and Ross comes in, and I forget who says it. Like. Dum, 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 dum. Joey like, says it. Yeah, yeah Joey says right. it. And then Phoebe's like, oh, the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my only other one, minus the um, mouth guard related one that you have, is in that same scene, um, right after Monica and Phoebe have been yeah. talking about yeah. uh, how sad they are in their wedding dresses and they change in their, weather, their regular, like, clothes and then monica crosses her legs and you see that she's still wearing the garter yeah so the garter reveal i had that in my funniest moments yeah. as well because she's like you know like that's that's pretty pathetic like i'm glad that we're over that yeah and when phoebe catches her it's yeah just... that's, a, that's a big part of why it's funny is because phoebe's like oh yeah <laughs> uh and then what's your uh you have any more i know you have at oh, least one more okay with the like um Mon um joey's wearing the like a big blue mouth guard to uh, the perk. Yeah. And Monica's like, you know, you don't have to wear that during the day. You probably just wear it at night when you sleep. And he's like, it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. Um, Gunther wears a tie with jelly beans on jelly it. Jelly bean tie. Yeah. Um, also, Joey has an Aloha Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like those... Are weirdly like evergreen. Like they're on the one hand, they seem like they should be so tacky, but there's something like so cool about an Aloha shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all um, right, so we already to, talked uh, about. Oh, wait, I had more. Oh, cool. Um, the scene. I think it's the scene where at the perk where Rachel is crazy <laughs> towards Josh. Yeah. Joshua. I think this is more like. I feel like. Like, pardon me if I end up sounding thirsty or whatever. I feel like this is less about great fashion and more about how, like, a person who's as beautiful as Jennifer Aniston can make anything. Like, it's a very simple outfit. She's wearing black jeans and a white t-shirt with a little hoodie. Yeah. That's, like, partially zipped up. Mm -hmm. And she looks amazing. She but it's like last week also. It's just a little, like, casual uh, thrown-on outfit. Yeah. But she looks great. Yeah. 
She always does. Um, yeah, that's we already talked about the veil being tacky as fuck. Yeah. Um, well, when Gunther gets mad at Joshua in that same scene, it's the same from last week. The yeah. same pink shirt pink. and pink and purple tie yep. combo. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, um, this is kind of under the umbrella, but the Magna Doodle just said, "Get out." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Anything else under the umbrella? Um, we got a how you doing. That's right. We sure did. Yeah. Um, Gunther obsession. Asleep how you doing. Asleep how you doing. Yeah. yeah. Even asleep. Um, Gunther, um, in love with Rachel. Yep. Um, Monica is obsessed with the dishes. Rachel oh, was right. like pretending to do the dishes. Yeah. Um, Monica pretending to like get mad about it, but really she loves She to wants do to them. do the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then you mentioned the Yuhu and the Jones sodas. Yeah, we already talked about like sibling uh, weirdness. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that case, should we take a quick break? Mm-hmm. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset—hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time! So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, we're We're back. back. (laughs) We're ready to talk How I Met Your Mother, Season 4, Episode 20, Mosbius Designs, Takeaway Nelly. Uh, okay, so we start off at McLaren's. Everybody drink. Everybody drink. Um, and Lily is sitting with the boys. This is all we see of Lily. <laughs> because, well, well, I mean, she's probably giving birth <laughs> in yeah. her life. Well, it, like, I mean, Ted says we didn't see her for four weeks. Yeah, so I wonder, which like, is like kind of a joke. Yeah, if she's maybe she's like not going to even be back until the finale. Yeah. Um, but they're telling a joke that's like boy funny, which is like sexist, and you know even Barney is like that's a sexist idea. Yeah. Um, and it's what's the difference between PB and jam? Peanut butter and jam. Yeah, I think it's a made up joke. It's a made up joke, and we don't. Yeah, we don't hear the punchline because I mean, it's supposed to be super filthy. But if you could read lips, I wonder if because Marshall does like mouth it. Barney does. Barney does. Yeah. So I wonder if. What he's actually saying. Okay, calls to action. Call to action. Lip readers. Yeah. What did Barney say? Um, meanwhile, Ted is um, pursuing. He's he got um, he left his job and is pursuing um, creating his own architecture firm, and he's kind of like procrastinating calling people, and he makes a home office um, out of the house, and he's yeah. doing everything besides calling clients. Like, yeah. He's just focusing on, like, the silly things, brochures and websites, and we'll eventually get to the uh, – he hires an assistant. And this is also like, stolen from Seinfeld. Yeah, this is just Kramerica like Kramerica Industries, in- Darren. Industries. Yep, Darren. Kramer says, hey, buddy, one yep. of my favorite lines in the history of Seinfeld. Do you say, uh, like, go for Kramer or something? Something I, I can't remember, but he comes – he just walks into Jerry's office and says, Kramer says, hey, buddy, and, like, goes into the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> And then later, Kramer says, Darren, if you told me we'd be solving the world's oil problems, I'd call you crazy. Now let's push this big ball of oil out the window. Yeah, which they do. <laughs> and it lands on the, hello, yeah. the, the one with the talking belly button. Yeah. Um, 
Also, um, wait, I have what go. I just I, I didn't know if you were. I can say it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get to it. I'm sure. I just started with my synopsis. Uh, yeah, but uh, okay. I, 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 we say, to the end. Yes, we okay. say like any other observations. If you don't hit on, okay. on it, I'll mention it. Um, meanwhile, Barney and Marshall are hanging out at the GNB office, and th- there's layoffs going on. So they're kind of strategizing yeah. how to keep their jobs and avoid layoffs. Yeah. Once again, the recession that was actually ongoing in the world yeah. is, is this is yeah. very real. Verisimilitude. Yeah, that right? is verisimilitude. That is I think. Verisimilitude. Yeah, I got it right. Um, so Barney is saying to Marshall, like, you need to like have a have a thing. You need to be the something guy. So they talk about like the food guy that's like sucks, but always has donuts or like tacos or whatever. He always yeah. is in the background with food, yeah, and like everyone a likes him. Pot full of pulled pork. Yeah. So <laughs> you know he's you got to make yourself valuable to the company. So um, basically, he needs a thing. So they were like running down the different. Um, the different types of like characters in the office. There's yeah. like the YouTube clip guy. Yeah. Um, there is the e- no no the um, wacky tie guy. Fun- well, no, that's, no, I think that's the, one Marshall of is like considering yeah. the um, uh, different. Uh, so he comes up with eco guy like recycling, which um, I like. <laughs> I would like that. Yeah. Um, wacky tie guy. Um, oh, fun facts guy. Um, stretch, stretch guy, like yoga <laughs> recommender, yeah. um, and Monty Python and, um, Barney like squashes all those ideas and just yeah. says like, you're fired, you're fired, yeah. you're fired, you're fired. Um, Where he and says then, downward facing fired yeah. or we are the knights who say you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a fun fact. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so then he settles on being the sports guy. So he's the one who like takes all the office bets and the pools and you know does all the uh, like bidding. The he runs the fantasy he like runs, fantasy baseball I he, think or yes, football yeah. because fantasy guy is already taken, which yeah. will show up later I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so yeah, he decides on the sports guy, but with that comes too much responsibility. So he's very stressed out because he's responsible for so much cash and people have entrusted him with like all these calculations and cash in his pocket and he's walking down the street and he feels nervous. I feel like I've never done fantasy sports. I I want to Mm -hmm. uh, someday, but I feel like now it's sort of like when I, this is going to sound like me bragging. um, Like, when Tyler and I first started podcasting in 2007, there weren't things like you and I use Art19 to uh, upload and, and, and host and, and everything, and it does it all for you. That sort of thing didn't exist back then. So I literally had to figure out how to, like, I had to find a program that would write an RSS feed, and I had to update the RSS feed and then upload it via a file transfer in FTP. Every week I had to, to do this. And I think now fantasy sports has become such a thing that like if you just register a league at like yahoo right. sports or whatever most of this Anyone work is do just it. done for, already, for you yeah yeah I, I, that's my understanding but uh yeah maybe this uh maybe this fall i'll actually do fantasy hockey for once um this is this is just a fun uh call to action to our friends and mothers are you the something person in your office oh yeah or place of business where you you bring the treats you um because i've had that before where like my co my coworker always brought like the vegan treats and sh- and she would bake, and then there was another guy who did like a walk club and always got people into like 
taking their walk breaks to get their steps in, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, were you ever, no, you're the guy who, I'm pretty antisocial. You're, you're the guy who doesn't talk to people. Um, yeah. I once had a, uh, a job where my boss like instructed me that I had to attend the monthly birthday gathering with the cake. Cause yeah. I never would. Yeah. Cause I'm just like kind of antisocial, but, uh, we have some good like guys or gals at at my office. We have one coworker who is the the Christmas person, and mm-hmm. she like at her cubicle all year round there are boxes and boxes of Christmas decorations. Yeah. And then like at the, every November, she like decorates like our entire half of the floor. That's fun. Uh, with Christmas, that's 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 definitely one. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what some other ones. I are. try to be like treat gal, but it just yeah, it just gets tedious yeah we, I mean, we also we've had a couple of and it's unfortunately always gals but yeah uh the birthday gals the gals who like yeah. remember whose birthday it is yep order a cake or cupcakes we're not getting paid extra do, we're doing this emotional labor yeah, yeah. everyone just no expects one, us to bring cupcakes but i never expected birthday. anyone okay. yeah but we had two neither one of them worked there anymore and no one picked up the mantle after uh after Lisa stopped doing it, so we don't do birthdays. Yeah, uh, we're like the anymore. unpaid morale committee in every office. But no one is asking. Like, but if it didn't have it, it morale. But I'm saying would be... it didn't happen. Like, it stopped happening. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if morale fell at my work after Lisa stopped doing the monthly birthdays. I've had offices with actual morale committees who like create these events. Oh right. Just because wasn't there a big like dust up? There, yeah. Years ago, we can't go into all yeah, that. Yeah, we can't go yeah. into it. I work for the government. It's yeah. <laughs> not a pretty site. Uh, all right. Um, sorry, I totally interrupted. Uh, okay. No, I mean, it was a tangent for me. Um, so, yeah, Marshall's a sports guy. Too much pressure. Um, PJ is the mentee slash assistant yeah. that uh, Ted hires, and he, like, creates this office environment where Robin needs to, like ask for the bathroom key. He yeah. sets up a desk. Um, at first it's like such an annoyance for Robin, but then she gets like weirdly turned on that like he's in control and like yeah. prevents her from using the bathroom, which is like, well, she says like a hot guy who tells yeah. you when you can and can't yeah, pee which is, is like, the dream. So she's into, she's into, she's like Maggie Gyllenhaal and secretary, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, Robin and PJ start sleeping together, and then she's kind of like, Ted's getting mad at her, like, couldn't you sleep with anyone? She's like, well, no, because of my work hours, like, slim pickings. So, like, the dudes that she's getting on dates are, like, one guy who's, like, a paper boy. That one will be in the funniest moments. The the paper delivery guy will be in funniest moments. Paper delivery guy, and then, like, a, I guess, like, a mama's boy type thing and then um of course we get the return of fantasy guy (laughs) who's also like my funniest um uh i think barney is once barney finds out about it he's like so upset that robin is sleeping with pj um and trying to tell ted that like um you were my wingman. You know, like, I hired you as my wingman. <laughs> like, yeah. this, like, I didn't really understand his, like, the parallel between... He was just trying to convince him to fire PJ. So he yeah. does fire PJ eventually, um, but then hires him back. Barney is pissed. Robin continues to sleep with PJ. Yeah. Um, she's just so turned on by this, like... Uh, power dynamic. Power yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Um, but remember, yeah, remember the lengths that Barney went to to stop... 
Ted and Robin from having friends with benefits, yeah. you know, ordering yeah. an entire fridge full of milk and, and cleaning up and stuff. Yeah. And so he's like, so he's getting Marshall in on it. Like, you have to help me um, talk to Ted about firing PJ. And I mean, this is a pretty pivotal moment when Marshall or when Barney thinks he's coming clean about being in love with Robin and Marshall, of course, already knew because yeah. Lily can't keep anything she from really Marshall. Can't. Yeah. Um, and she's like a, what does he call her? A man- maniacal manipulative. Yeah. Like a puppet master. Yeah. She's pure evil. She's pure evil. She's you a maniacal got, and puppet then she's master. Like, you got yourself a good one there. Don't let that, don't let her go or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I'm so bad at this. I forgot to mention the toy guy. So the HR guy is like the toy guy in his office is just like like a fantasy for like an yeah. eight-year-old. Yeah, it's got like Nerf guns and Rock'em Sock'em robots yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. we'll and get, Wolverine Claws. And Wolverine which we'll Claws. Get we'll get to later. On Funniest Moments, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, Barney admits to Marshall and Marshall says like, yeah, I know. Like, we all know. It's like so obvious to us that like... We kind of think you're perfect together so much, in fact, that we like we sit on the same side of the booth at McLaren's because we want you guys to sit next to each other. So yeah. they're kind of being like, you know, supportive of this. They're yeah, they're trying to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you and I always talk about same ciders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, Robin. Oh, that's a good call to action. Do I, do yeah. you and your so. Are you same ciders at, on a, at a booth? Yeah. Are you same ciders when you're out? So there's a time where you should be same ciders if you're sitting. Well, obviously, if you're like sitting at a bar, obviously, you're going to sit next to each other. Sure, yeah. Or if you're at like a, I don't know what it's called, but like I keep talking about like wanting to go to Europe. But like in Paris, for example, like there's just like seats yeah. set up outside. Yeah, you want to face the and street. And you want to face the street yeah. for, you know, you're sitting there with your wine and you're with a cigarette or whatever and you're just like watching yeah. the thoroughfare. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I and mean, I, I, I'm not going to judge anybody, but you and I, in those situations, we would. We wouldn't, if it were just us at a, like a restaurant indoors. We wouldn't just we stare would at side. an empty side of the booth. Like, yeah, we want to look at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so, um, Ted is, you know, kind of having, like, this, like, crisis, and he admits that he was afraid of failure, so he kept, you know, procrastinating the important things. He was, like, planning his corporate retreat, he was planning the brochures, which, um, PJ, like, became obsessed with Robin, and the brochures that he created were just a a photo of, of him and Robin. Yeah. Um... But then Robin gives him, like, a good pep talk of, like, you know, you have to, like, change things up and challenge yourself. And I don't really remember what she said, but it was about, like, I didn't envision myself at this point of life, but I'm happy with my decisions. I don't know. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. hmm. Okay. And then uh, the final tag at the end is... um, Marshall and Barney at the office <laughs> and they're sitting having sushi and then there's a like a like a ninja 
Well, um, it's like, like oh, ninja, toy guy goes toy by. Toy guy on goes a, down. Food guy goes down with cotton candy. Yeah, he has candy. Toy guy is like riding a razor scooter or whatever. And then there's like a ninja, and Barney's like, that man doesn't work here. We need to leave. Yeah, this has happened before. <laughs> yeah, this has happened before. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah the, uh, well, I guess that, that, that's more under, under the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I miss? You didn't miss anything. Um, uh, I just wanted to point out the the kind of runner running joke about uh, Wheel of Fortune is what oh, uh, yeah. uh, keeps distracting um, uh, uh, Ted. First Robin and then PJ. Because that's a funny bit. When PJ gets fired, he doesn't leave. It, right. He's just like hanging out at his girlfriend's apartment. So right. he's still there. But, but So he watches Wheel of Fortune. Speaking of verisimilitude, that's like we were assuming that that's during a day. And we all know... Wheel of Fortune is on at 7.30. It's primetime, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyone who watches game shows or knows a yeah. thing about game show knows it's not a daytime show. Yeah. They yeah, should have said Price is Right, in which case that, that would, would be, be accurate. That would make more sense, yeah. yeah. But we do get uh, Ted solving a, pos- a puzzle, uh, which is um, one of those, like, portmanteau type of thing. Oh, before and after, yeah, yes, yeah. where it's uh, a penny saved is a penny marshal. Uh, rest in peace, penny marshal. Good one. Um... Anyway, that's um, all I had. It's just I just wanted to talk about Wheel of Fortune because I wanted to point out to the listeners, not to embarrass Nellie, but she's really good at Wheel of Fortune. I'm really good at Wheel of Fortune. I'm really yeah. good at Prices Right. Yeah. Good at Lingo. Yeah, I never watched Lingo. Um, all right, should we move on to Funniest Moments? Yeah. What do you got? Um, <laughs> back when Robin didn't like PJ, she goes, listen, PJ. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you... Teased it multiple times, but Fantasy Guy, Fantasy Guy. we didn't actually see what it is, because at first Marshall's like, yeah, like you said, he's want fantasy sports, and I'll be, I'll be Fantasy Guy, and Barney's like, well, you should make it Sports Guy, we already have a Fantasy Guy, and a guy wearing, like, a cloak, a ro- yeah, yeah, a cloak a and a staff, yeah, <laughs> like, walks by, and they're like, hey, I can't remember his name, it was like, uh, Daryl or something, I can't remember his name was. Yeah, um, and it pays off again when Robin goes on a date with him. Yeah, at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, what else? Um... Let's see. Uh, yeah, the cloak guy. Oh, the um, like the hot dog, hot dogs on the Wolverine claws. Such a great like because we've established all these guys, and so there's a scene between Barney and Ted, and it's never like commented on, but clearly like food guy has brought hot dogs because yeah. everyone's eating hot dogs. And at the end of the scene, toy guy wearing the Wolverine claws from earlier in the episode. <laughs> has two full hot dogs impaled on the Wolverine claws and, and is eating them off the Wolverine claws. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I failed to mention, like, the kind of, like, um, sweet scene between Ted and Robin. Um, he was, he was like, sharing a story about an architect who, like, built this amazing library, and it it just completely... It sank. It sank because he didn't consider... The books. He the way to the books. Um, yeah. The way to the books. So he was using that as like kind of a metaphor of like not doing like what's essential and important is you know what he needs to do. And he's scared of making mistakes. He's scared of making he's, mistakes. He's got cold feet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I lost track. Am I, am I up next or are you? Uh, you are because I don't think I have any. Others. Oh, okay. I have two more. Um, uh, I talked about the. <laughs> newspaper delivery guy who's joking about like how how dirty his hands get you know yeah and showing the like news oh, yeah. print on his yeah, hands yeah. and he says don't worry i'll wash them before i handle your business yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then i laughed so hard at the end <laughs> when pj shows up to both quit and 
breakup with Robin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And he's yes, holding yes, a letter yes, yes. and yeah. a bouquet of roses, yeah. and it turns out the roses are for Ted. Yeah. And the letter's for Robin. And he says, I hope this letter <laughs> offers some closure. <laughs> yep. That wasn't mine, too. I just forgot yeah. to mention it. Uh, how am I your mother, but make it fashion? Um, uh, Marshall has a good blue polo shirt. It, and it's, again, the same, the same brand. brand. I don't know what that is with the laurels yeah. on it. Um, laurel. Um, <laughs> laurel. Yeah. Uh, well, you heard Yanny, right? In the Yanny Laurel thing? Uh, Yanny. Yes, I did. Yeah, I heard Laurel. Yeah. This is way... Uh, yeah. Years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, listeners, did you see blue or black? Yeah, what color was the dress? Yeah. Um, Yanny or Laurel? Uh, it was a simpler time when, like, that was the thing that everyone was talking about. Yeah. Um, okay, it's my turn on clothing, on making fashion. fashion. Yeah. Uh, okay, so maybe I don't know what this says about my style, mm-hmm. but PJ reminds me of, and now I forget the character's name, if it was Carl, maybe? No, Carl's the bartender. Um, do you remember the... Will Forte played the co-worker that Barney tried to turn into his new wingman. Uh-huh. And he was like, both of them are supposed to be like uptight dorks, but in both cases, I really like their clothes mm-hmm. because they're kind of like trad, like Ivy style, you know? So mm-hmm. he's like, uh, PJ wears like uh, this like hunter green tie with like little white, I think there were dogs or something on it. Um, and he's got a lot of like, like small, like small, like window pane check shirts. And it's all very like, trad like brooks brothers style clothing and in both cases i feel like it's supposed to signal that the characters are dorks but maybe i'm a dork because i like those clothes yeah uh get anything else for making fashion um no um only the one that i really liked uh again because it just I, I normally i point this out because i as i say as much as i appreciate that barney likes to look nice i am generally not a fan of his style yeah but occasionally something comes through in this episode when he's like really stressed out about uh, Bar- about Robin sleeping with with PJ mm-hmm. and he's pleading. I think it's in the scene where he tells Marshall that he loves Robin. You can tell that that Barney's like uh, uh, out of sorts because he's not even wearing a tie. But the shirt he has that's open oh. is like this very like the vertical stripes, like kind of like almost a very subtle coloring of of like blue and white and maybe like a beige or something stripes it was a cool shirt yeah he was off his game i guess yeah all right what's under the umbrella i guess i i'm supposed to start here but uh yeah all i wrote down you're usually better at noticing these things anyway i wrote down obviously barney loving robin Mm -hmm. uh which obviously it comes to a head at the beginning or at the end Mm -hmm. but earlier in the episode barney says something about like you know you hire this guy to sit in the in robin's apartment all day like uh, what do you think's gonna happen? She's the greatest woman She's in the, the world. She's the greatest woman yeah. on the planet. On the planet, yeah. Um, and then of course the references to Barney's mysterious job. He says that he he knows too much um to ever get fired. He said, "No, I might wash up on a shore with my fingerprints and teeth removed. Yeah, but, but I'm not gonna get fired." Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the ninja guy is also yeah. something mysterious. Yeah. Um, and we also get a I'm wait for it in, wait for it, love, wait for it. <laughs> With, wait for it, a, wait for it, woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on the umbrella for you? Uh, nope. 
All right, well, hit me with some similarities. Okay, I these, I mean, these are poles, but um, uh, jealousy, I guess. Um, Rachel being kind of jealous oh, of yeah. uh, Ross, and also, you know, uh, Barney being jealous of Robin and PJ. Yeah. Um, also, coming on too strong. So Rachel comes on too strong to Joshua, uh-huh. and PJ is coming on too strong to Robin. Right. He has to like, he goes to the bathroom and he comes back. He's like, I still have to pee a little, but I couldn't be away from you. Yeah. (laughs) And he makes the brochures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then also um, there are scenes in both of these shows where someone like turns on the TV and kicks up their feet. (laughs) So PJ does it. Yeah. And then also the ladies do it when they're in their wedding dresses. Watching TV. Get your feet up. All right. Is that it? Wait, where are you locking it in? What's that? Where are you writing it down? I told you. We've talked about this before. Oh. On the podcast. I do the little, like, show descriptions. Oh. And they're always based on the similarities. Oh, right, 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 right. So that's why I like to have them. So right. in a couple days, when I post this, okay. I'll be able to pick. I'll probably go with the jealousy one, but okay. all of these are. I think coming on too strong is coming a. Coming on too strong is a. Yeah. Stronger contender. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now that I know. All right. Well, let's play. Let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one. How friends. I met your mother. <laughs> How? Okay. Normally, I take the yeah. describing my uh, my point of view, yeah. but I want to know why do you like this friends better than this How I Met Your Mother? Um, I f- I feel like it's pretty even matched. I didn't think this was a very funny Friends. You're right. I think the How I Met Your Mother was funnier. I guess I just like the women supporting one another. And I like when they are all together, like, being good friends. Because so often they're, like, shitty or, like, sneaky or in competition or angry with one another. So I like Phoebe, Rachel, Monica all being ridiculous. No shame between them. Just being silly, loving each other. And, like, not needing anyone else. It reminds me of when Rachel's... Italian boyfriend. What was his name? Bruno or something like that? Paolo? Paolo. Yeah. Um, Like, got grabby with Phoebe. With Phoebe. And, like, there was no... Ten- like, there was just no, They immediately yeah. were, like, all yeah. on Phoebe's side and in solidarity. That's a great point. Meanwhile, in The How I Met Your Mother, there's only two women on the show, and one of them leaves and immediately and doesn't come back. So there's no one to... There aren't any women to support support Robin. Yeah. So I think that's what it's about. I, I like... The image of the three of them in wedding dresses. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. All drinking right. beer. They're all drinking beer and eating popcorn. Yeah. That's a yeah. fun. Yeah, you made a great... See, I should throw to you for this more often. No, you made a great have. argument. No, I mean, we have different... I love it. I admitted that it, uh, How I Met Your Mother was funnier. Yeah. Well, should we catch up on our correspondence? Yeah. Okay, so we have a few this week. Uh, one person emailed us... At the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. It's Alex, our old friend Alex. Uh, um, and he says, he says, good evening. Well, it is here because he's in the UK, as I recall. Yes. Okay. Bir- Bir- Birmingham, England. Because oh. remember Steph, who yeah. we will also be hearing from today, is from Birmingham, Birmingham Alabama. Alabama. So we're big in Birmingham. Uh, enjoying season four. That's when, as a kid, I started watching religiously at nine every Friday on channel four. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's Alex, how... How far behind? Like, we're in what? 
96? Well, I can't remember what year we're in. Um, uh, currently on the show, we're in 98. Okay. April of 98 is okay. where we are. Um, so, Alex, when... How far after yeah. April 98 would these episodes have aired on, on Channel 4? Yeah. Uh, because this was obviously before everything was on online. Right. You know, you didn't need it the next day. Uh, he says, seeing the Emily storyline, like in How I Met Your Father, mm. which I haven't watched, mm -hmm. it's very noticeable how immigration laws aren't even mentioned or hand-waved. Even for someone as clearly well-off as Emily is, given all the transatlantic flights she takes, and even if immigration laws were laxer in the 90s, they were in Britain, mm -hmm. it's not as simple as just moving in with Ross if she wants to work legally right. and not be at risk of deportation after 90 days. Yes. I don't think... I don't think it was even that straightforward if you were married back then. For instance, in Britain these days, to live with a spouse who isn't British or Irish, pre-Brexit pre EU citizens were also exempt, but not anymore. Oof. Brexit sucks in more ways than... I learn new ways all the time. Yeah. Uh, the British spouse needs to either have vast capital or reliably earn a salary that I read was more than about 40% of the population earns. And there's piles of paperwork and an expensive national health service surcharge. Continuing to enjoy the music nostalgia and historic news updates, even if it makes me feel, feel old, both global and related to your relationship. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Um, Thank you, Alex. Uh, yeah, I remember... Um, uh, well, I guess this is slightly different, but uh, the whole thing about like the trope of like the person just getting married to an American yeah, to get a green card is not that simple. Anyone which, who watches one of my favorite reality shows, 90 Day Fiance, knows yeah. it's not as simple as that. And then, Alex, question for you. Did you watch... 90 Day UK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, you and I are watching the sitcom, sitcom Grand Crew, which I would very highly recommend. It's very funny. I would yeah. say in its second season, it's gotten even funnier, I think. Yeah. I don't know if you agree. We it haven't talked started, about that. But, but yeah. yeah. Um, but that it has a storyline there where a Canadian just needs to simply get married to an American and then it's all... Yeah. Uh, but I remember on Will and Grace when um, Jack married... Uh, Karen's housekeeper Rosa. Mm -hmm. uh, they at least did a whole thing where they had to like prove that they were in a relationship, and like so they had to like learn things about each other so they could answer questions. It was mm -hmm. a whole funny mm -hmm. uh, uh, storyline. Yeah, you have but, to bring like photo albums, and you have to show the like trajectory of a relationship. Yeah, so you can't just like it's marry easier, someone for a green card I mean, that it, easy. I mean, this is terrible advice to give anyone, but if you have a child with someone it's much easier yeah to get citizenship yeah so that's what uh, so if you get that's what jack up and abroad, rosa should have done yeah <laughs> um will and grace is i would say so we're gonna have to do something when we're done with friends and how i met your mother and, and we've had a lot of ideas but uh will and grace is definitely what i would i've only seen an episode here or there yeah so that could be something and I would also love to do, there's far fewer seasons, sadly, uh, but I would love to do Living Single, if that's even streaming oh, anywhere. Yeah. But like Living Stream, living Single and Will and Grace would be fun, but again, there's like twice as much Will and Grace mm -hmm. as there is Living Single, so it's going to be kind of lopsided. Um, all right, what else? Uh, we had, you know what? I need you to vamp for a second. Oh. Cape Gooseberries. <laughs> Cruciferous Crunch Collection. Steamed lentils. Okay, so Paige wants to know, are you, like Alex said, are you watching How I Met Your Father? Or are you waiting for Natalie to finish How I Met Your Mother to watch How I Met Your Father? I hadn't really thought about watching How I Met Your Father. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm not opposed to it. 
Yeah, I think you're going to get me off on a soapbox about TV. Um, no, it's not. It's not you. Um, so uh, the how, how many your father? I'm, I'm looking up how many episodes it is a season because it's a streaming show, right? It's on. I don't. I don't know what it's, it's on Hulu, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking. Season one is only ten episodes. Um, and I'm guessing probably the same for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, no, season two is twenty. Okay, that's getting up there. That's what I want because I don't want a sitcom like How I Met Your Mother to be treated like it's a like genre show or like an MCU show or or, or whatever. Like I don't want it to be a series of miniseries. Like mm-hmm. part of what's fun about the kind of what I think of as like the older model of the pre-streaming model of TV is you get 20 to 24 episodes, 22 to 24 episodes a year. Mm -hmm. And not every episode has to be part of the story. You Mm -hmm. can just have an episode where, I don't know. um, I mean, this episode felt very, uh, this episode of how many mother felt like it was very much playing into the ongoing storylines, you know, but you can uh, just have an entire episode about them waiting in line to get into the Eiffel or the Eiffel, the Empire State Building, you I know, you mean. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's like so, so. A show like that, I want that looseness, that fat, mm-hmm. that that ability to just like follow blind alleys and see if they lead anywhere. And sometimes they will, and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And so the idea of watching a show like How I Met Your Mother condensed to like glorified miniseries is not very appealing to me. Yeah. I feel like a lot of shows are, are like that yeah. now, you know? Um, I'll repeat the example that um, other people uh, have given when they've made this argument because I think it's a great example. But, like, Lost halfway through moved from being, like, a 22-episode-a-year show to being 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. And immediately you lost some of the f- lost some of the fun mm-hmm. things about Lost, including one of the greatest episodes in the history of Lost, which is called Everybody, Hate, Everybody Hates Hugo, which is people who don't like it derisively say, oh, it's an entire episode about Hurley trying to get a VW van to start. Which we love it. And yeah. it's one of the best episodes yeah. they ever did. Yeah. And, like, you couldn't have time for that kind of stuff when you're trying to, like, check all the boxes and get it done in under, like, you know, 12 to 16 episodes or whatever like that. So it's a model of TV. Look, I used to be a huge TV guy and a huge defender of TV as a, like, a respectable medium you know and i still do like tv but i feel like something happened i think around and i like breaking bad but i feel like the ending of breaking bad was so audience serving in terms of being so neat Mm -hmm. wrapping everything up Mm -hmm. so neat and Mm -hmm. feeling so complete and airless to me that i feel like moved but but it was so celebrated Mm -hmm. that i feel like tv has moved in that direction Mm -hmm. more tv is like that less of it is loose and weird and experimental Mm -hmm. and like there's still good tv shows but it feels like the range of good tv shows has been narrowed because we went through this golden age um you know for roughly from sopranos to like i don't know i guess breaking bad maybe went to this golden age um and now the expectations for prestige TV have become like, it doesn't happen by accident anymore. You know, I don't think anyone was expecting lost to be the phenomenon that it was. I mean, not everybody hopes or whatever, but now people 
develop shows to engage with this type of rabbit audience and it feels like it's it's narrower i know we've talked about it before but like people were so incensed by the finale of sopranos and i love it i think it yeah. like i think it's perfect yeah absolutely um but people were so pissed that i think people are like oh everyone wants it to be tied up with a bow that's true that's a good point and yeah. People just need that sense of like, oh, done with this? Great. What, on to the next. And I get that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. understand. I watch and a lot more TV than you do. Yeah. Um, and I do think there's a lot of good TV, you know. Um, but you're the movie guy, so that's okay. You only have so much time in your day. But I feel like it used to be with certain friends that I have who I think of as movie friends. I was the guy saying, like, no, there's really good stuff on TV. Don't mm -hmm. think of it as, like, a lesser sibling to cinema. It's its own medium. Yeah. But I feel like that's become less true. They're, like, the more TV series are turning into long movies. Yeah. And what's also become true is those friends now watch way more TV than I do, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Tyler, uh, which you can uh, help at GoFundMe, pinned to the top of the homepage at BattleshipRetention.com. I mean, he's become like, he's into all the prestige shows. Every time I talk to him, he's like, have you watched Severance? Have you watched mm -hmm. uh, Inventing Anna? Or like all these things that and I... And I've watched like all of those. Yeah, too. I know. Um, and I just, I just can't, I've, I've, I went from being such a champion of TV to being so disappointed by the way it moved in the mid 2010s, I think. Because yeah, you mentioned the Sopranos finale, people not liking that. People also hated the Lost finale, mm -hmm. which is like, which I love. Um, with the Breaking Bad finale, I I liked Breaking Bad to some extent all the way through, but at a certain point it became kind of like a, a cheaper kind of up its own ass type of show, which I still kind of in, found pleasure in. But the idea that Breaking Bad deserves to be talked about alongside The Sopranos is ridiculous to me. Hmm. It 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 became much lesser as it went on. It became more comfortable being this sort of. Uh, you know, a tense thriller engine, which I like. Again, mm -hmm. I like that, but um, it's it 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 felt kind of schematic by the end. Yeah, and I'm not again. I'm not uh, opposed to yeah. schematic like, stuff. You know, I like mysteries. I and, think I wonder if that has something to do with like Twitter and like fan service, yeah. and because Twitter is so prevalent, like maybe. Like producers and directors like shouldn't know what everyone is saying about their show. Like, yeah. can't we just trust them to create this art, you know, without like all of the constant feed of, yeah. you know, fans? Yeah. Wasn't I, neither of us watched Westworld, um, but wasn't there a thing where like in the second or third season, like early on Reddit like correctly guessed what the twist of the season was and they had to like reshoot stuff. Yeah. That's like, not. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, but I say, I, I would say don't reshoot that. Remind yourself producers that most people aren't reading fucking Reddit threads about spoiler. Who cares? Who cares if they guessed it? Right. I, as a viewer, if I were a Westworld viewer would have still enjoyed it and never known. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We got way off on a tangent, but I feel very passionate about television, even though I watch way less of it than I used to. Yeah. Um, we watch a lot of it together, yeah, but yeah. you, I watch a lot on my own, and you. I watch not. movies on my own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to see if I have any more tweets other than that one from Paige. Um, as you might recall, we lost our cat uh, since uh, 
um, yeah. since then. So um, most of my tweets are about that. Most yeah. of the people tweeting at me about that. Okay, I don't see any more. But Steph, uh, because people love to find different ways to uh, correspond with us, um, Steph left us some... Uh, she DM'd me on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, so two things she she um, chimed in about Toblerones because we were talking about Toblerones oh, yeah. um, and she and I, I late she this is where I first heard it it later showed up on another website I read but did you read about what happened with Toblerones they're changing the packaging because they're not going to be made in Switzerland or not like enough percentage of yeah. them are made in Switzerland yeah. they're not allowed to have the Matterhorn it's false advertising yeah this is fun but I, I think that's a good rule that Switzerland has yeah. I've always like just think about how much stuff has, like, how many businesses have, like, the word America or American mm-hmm. in in them, you know? And I feel like we should be maybe a little bit more, like, protective of the name of our country and maybe not, you know, like, the Bank of America is not a governmental organization. It's a right. for-profit for, for right. business. Like, yeah. it feels weird that they're able to say, like, oh, yeah, we're the Bank of America because... yeah. There's no one who tells us that we're not. This could easily lead to a long tangent, too. Yeah. So I just want to <laughs> check ourselves a little bit. Okay. And then uh, she had a, f- a few things in, in one. Um, she said, as a mostly vegetarian who doesn't care for salads, Zaxby's salads Ooh. are super delish. Ah. Um, she also says, Bojangles. I said, oh, I wanted to go to Bojangles. Bojangles Cajun pinto beans are very good by Ooh. fast food standards. And vegetarian, I'm hoping. I'm guessing, yeah. Uh, and then she says, count me as pro Neon Demon. Beautiful movie because we were talking about Elle Fanning's birthday last week, the week before. Yeah. Uh, and I love the Neon Demon. Um, way better than Drive. I know everyone loves Drive, but I would say it's, of the Nicholas Vending reference films I've seen, it's maybe my least favorite. Mm. Whereas Only God Forgives and, and, and the Neon Demon are both better, mm. I think, than Drive, personally. But, uh, yeah, come at me on that because I know that's a hot take. Yeah. Uh, and then she also says, we have a Shoney's here. I didn't know there were any Shoney's left. Yeah. Um, and that's like the pizza, like the buffet style. I, I described it, it because I haven't been since I was a kid. So, Steph, let me know if this description still holds. But I described it as a mix between a Sizzler and a Denny's. Like it feels like diner-ish Denny. like Denny's, but the all-you-can-eat salad bar and food bar is still the draw. Yeah. So it's somewhere between a Sizzler and a Denny's is how I would describe it. Uh, but let me I know. used to love a salad bar, and now I'm not as... Comfortable. Why not? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Also, what just like cleanliness standards. Like, how often are these things like being switched out? And then there's also like so much waste involved yeah. if things aren't made to order and things are just sitting out and then you have to get rid of it because it's not being used. Yeah. That's a um, bad system. I'm trying to think what if I've been to a salad bar since. COVID. I know I have gone to the like pre- prepared foods like hot bar at mm-hmm. the Whole Foods by my work. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that's like a that's salad bar. There. Yeah, right? it is a salad bar. I yeah. love the Whole Foods salad bar. Unfortunately, but I'm saying I guess it's all it's all a salad bar. Like yeah. like there's like hot food section, a cold like a prepared yeah. section, but you basically just like get a little box and fill it up, and they weigh it. Yeah, exactly. So that's the sal- that's how we're d- defining salad bar. Yeah. All right. So that's our correspondence led. A- to a lot of discussion, which I very much loved. What's our ticker? Um, oh, what are we at? Yeah. Uh, time-wise, we are currently at an hour and ten, Woo! which makes... Okay, we need to get to our... Uh, our segments. Yeah. 
well, we're already doing segments, but our my favorite segment to introduce is called How Were We Doing? Uh, and we actually got a How Are You Doing in this episode, yeah. so it's fun. Yeah. Uh, this is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season four, episode 20 of Friends, the one with all the wedding dresses, aired on Thursday, April 16th, 1998. Um the only thing I could find that happened on this day, a Force 3 tornado passed through downtown Nashville, Tennessee, the first tornado in 11 years to directly hit a major city. Oh. Um, a Force 5 tornado also traveled through uh, rural portions of uh, the, that are south of Nashville. Um, I've been in Nashville a couple times. Never. Yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. I don't know if I want to go now with Tennessee passing Oof. these new laws yeah. about, like... We're not going to give them any money. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, absurd. Yeah, even like I read, because uh, I like to have a well balanced news diet. So I read some right leaning publications. I'm not reading the fucking Drudge Report or Ben Shapiro's, what it's called, like the paying, Daily Stormer, or whatever. No, okay. no. But I read the Wall Street Journal and I read The Economist. Okay. Um, and The Economist are right wingers, but from the uk and even they were like essentially making fun of the gop for yeah. the anti-drag laws uh like like i guess we can't do shakespeare or i guess shakespeare was a pervert or something like that yeah. is what they said it makes so zero sense it's very it, ridiculous yeah, it makes we, us look stupid it, yeah um so i'm not if we already didn't look stupid enough after 2016 yeah yeah i mean it's only going downhill from here but um yeah uh i very much like Nashville, I've been twice, and I very much like it. I'm not super eager to visit Tennessee. But I also have the other thing of, like, I still want to be, like, unity. We're all Americans. And, like, you know, I don't want to get into the the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing of, like, separating everyone into red and blue states and saying that America needs a national divorce, you know, uh, as she said. Like, divide, divide, you know, which is secessionist, essentially treasonous. But I'm not going to get up on that soapbox any further. So I... I try to balance of like, yes, like you're saying, protest with your pocketbook. Like, I don't want to spend money there. But also I want to recognize that like probably pretty close to half of Tennesseans don't agree with that. Right. If not more than half. This especially, might be a minority Especially those of thing. In, in Nashville, you know, or like the major cities. Yeah, major cities are more likely to have uh, uh, a more diverse. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we support the people who are doing the right thing, no matter where you are in this country. Yeah. But yeah. we have to vote with our pocketbooks, right. as you say, because yeah. that's the only leverage we have aside from voting. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know I understand like democracy is threatened and, and uh, voting doesn't isn't the guarantee. It maybe we once used to right. pretend it was. Right. But. You should still vote. I still think that's the best thing you could yeah, do. Absolutely vote. That doesn't mean sit back and kick your feet up and watch right. TV like uh, like can. PJ uh, after you voted. Yeah. But uh, you should still vote. Yeah. It's the number. It's the first thing. All right. Um, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. At number five, Savage Garden's "Truly Madly Deeply." Uh, number four, Madonna's "Frozen," and number three, "Next Too Close." Baby, no more crying. I get so excited. And number two, Montel Jordan's Let's Ride. And at number one, Casey and JoJo's All My Life. All my life. I pray for someone like you. This is a good week in music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How I Met Your Mother, season four, episode 20, which is called Mosby's Designs, aired on Monday, April 13th, 2009. 
Um, let's see. The the more recent you get, the more stuff there is on this website, but it's al- almost always like super uh, depressing. Here's one that could be positive or depressing depending on which Americans you ask. The U.S. federal government will lift certain restrictions on travel to Cuba and gift purchases. So um, that was the Obama administration, I guess, uh, early on made it somewhat easier to travel to, to Cuba. Yeah. I don't know. I've still never been to, to Cuba. And like when we, the one I've person had, we know who went to Cuba yeah. still went through Mexico first, didn't go. I, I still don't know if you're just like, wait, who are you talking about? Cat. Oh, how did she go? Cat went to Cuba. Oh, I didn't know that. I think Florida. Um, oh, maybe you can. But I'm talking about our friend, uh, was her name Olivia? We met her in Mexico. Right. Yeah. 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 And she was going on to Cuba next. Mm-hmm. But that was like 10 years ago. But that was post 2009. Yeah. Because it was after we were married. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It was because they went to Miami first. So, yeah. You can go. You can, you can mm-hmm. just visit Cuba. Yeah. I, I would be interested in visiting Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, let's see. Top five songs in the U.S. on that day. At number five, Jamie Foxx, Blame It. Mm-mm. At number four, Soldier Boy, Tell Him, Kiss Me Through the Phone. At number three, Flow Rider, Right Round. At number two, Lady Gaga, Can't Read My, Can't Read My, No, He Can't Read My, Poker Face. And number one, the Black Eyed Peas Boom Boom Pow. You should know this. <laughs> I was listening to, let's call it like... Hate listening? Anthropo- anthropological study. I was yeah. listening to a lot of the the worst Black Eyed Peas songs yeah. recently. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if I listened to Boom Boom Pow, though. I definitely listened to like My Humps. Oh, God. Um, one of the most embarrassing songs, maybe of all time. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Um, oh well, I London Bridge. Is that Black Eyed Peas or is that Fergie? Oh, solo? that's maybe Fergie. Yeah, I'm trying to think what the other like uh, Black Eyed Peas song I was listening to was. But anyway, let's not get into that. Black Eyed Peas, uh, not my cup of tea. Though I did see them once pre Fergie. Me too. When I, did you see them? Like when I went to Coachella the very first time. It was the year that Iggy Pop and Weezer were headlining. So I think it was probably 2003, 2002. Okay. Yeah, that would have been pre-Fergie, right? No, Fergie was there. Oh, Fergie was there. Okay. So I saw them in 99, pre-Fergie. This was, um, so Warped Tour 99, the second main stage, there was like the main main stage, the second main stage that year was all like, not punk. Some of it was like punk adjacent, like I think Suicidal Tendencies played, you know? Mm-hmm. But they had like some new metal, like Seven Dust played, I think. Mm-hmm. But also they had a lot of rappers. I saw Ice-T, I saw Black Eyed Peas, and I saw at the very beginning of his blooming mega star stardom, Eminem. Eminem played Warp Tour in 99. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah, um, and, I, and I saw him there. Uh, okay, so... Is that it for headlines? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to guess what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with knowledge of the episode titles. First, let's see how we did last week. Okay. 
I guessed that the one with all the wedding dresses uh, would be Rachel, trying to appear cool with it, offers to help Emily shop for wedding dresses. Turns out she's not cool with it. Um, weirdly, I think Rachel trying to act like she was cool and then yeah. turning out to not be cool was very much a part of this episode, yeah. but not enough that I get the the point. Uh, um, okay. And you said Ted enlists the bl- the brain trust that is his friend group to hammer out the nomenclature for his prospective new firm. Um, and that would have been funny, but I also weirdly think it's f- funnier how it turned out that Ted actually thinks Mosbius Designs he is just, a good yeah, name. Yeah, It's a very bad name. It's a very bad name. <laughs> he didn't enlist the help of anyone to come up with that. Yeah. So no points. Once again, we remain uh, tied at two. Um, why don't you vamp for a second while oh. I pull up the next episode titles Cracked Olive Salad Chateau by Fond de Bay Chateau what? It's a wine oh. Kung Pao Chicken Organic Acai Puree Packets Organic Riced Cauliflower Four Cheese Pastry Rolls Okay, here we go. Thank you. Uh, Friends, season four, episode 21, is called The One with the Invitation. The One with the Invitation. Okay. Got it? Yeah, I have an idea. I am going to... Okay. Ross and... Emily send wedding invitations. Invitations. Um, Not made with expired glue. Good one. Uh, um, Joey and Chandler just get one with the expectation they'll be each other's plus one. Chandler is incensed. Okay? Does that make sense? Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um... Because maybe Chandler wants to bring uh, Marjorie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, so season... uh, Well, I need a second. Season four, episode 21 of How I Met Your Mother is called The Three Days Rule. Uh, The Three Days Rule. Okay. Um, So this is... Well, it's not obvious, but um, I think... Uh, it's a rule, obviously, about um, after having a date with someone, when do you reach out? Okay. So I'm going to say that... Um, well, in Swingers, the three-day rule is uh, after you get someone's digits. Right. Not not after a first date. It's like after you get digits, how, right, late do you, how long do you wait to call your baby? Okay. So, yeah. So, after... Yeah. Okay. So, like, swinger style yeah. rule book, and then everyone's going to have their own rule based on their experiences, and then we're going to get flashbacks. Um, okay. Uh, um, 
I feel like I need a name somewhere in here. <laughs> I think that's like a rule we've established. Okay. okay. I mean, we so, get. Okay, so who's going to be dating? Flashbacks to. So Ted. Let's just say Ted. Past. Uh, digit. Getting experiences. Did you read? And subsequent. Wait time. Follow up. Yeah. Yeah. The new yeah. the the new etiquette. Yeah, you by keep the cut. about it. Yeah. So now it's like three hours, but it's like it could be friends. It could be just after you have a good hang with someone. It could be a potential friend or love interest. You should follow up within three hours. Like, hey, I had fun hanging out, or any anything huh. like that. Like, hey, that was funny when we whatever. Just like a a follow up of some sort in three hours. Okay. Um, I just want to finish this. Um, I'm, I would be very bad at that. If that's the new rule, I'm very yes, bad at that. Yes, we would fail me. Uh, we get flashbacks to past digit-getting experiences and subsequent wait times after Ted himself gets a set of digits. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we did it then. We I think we talked it. about uh, everything. This might be our longest episode yet because yeah. I got up on my soapbox more than once. I had a lot of soapboxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what am I going to do with all this soap? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> give it to that uh, hot, hot, dirty girl that uh, Ross was dating. Yeah. Um, still one of my favorite lines of this season when she says his apartment smells weird and Joey's like, what does it smell like? I don't know. Soap. <laughs> it's a good line. Yeah. Uh, all right, um, you can find this podcast wherever you found it. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. But you can also, there's also a post for every episode at battleshippretension.com. You can leave a comment there. You can also find Tyler's GoFundMe. Find out what's going on with him. Uh, you know, Definitely. getting better slowly. Uh, you can email us at the one where I met your mother.com. You can follow and tweet at me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. Uh, so that's me. Natalie, remind the listeners where they can find you, the friends and mothers, where they can find you on the internet. Well, they shouldn't, but there's a lot of calls to action. Um, should we recap that? No, you know what you're doing. Oh, wait. Yeah, we do have to. We didn't recap the calls to action. You're okay. right. Um, okay. So what's your lunch language? What's your lunch language? What are you doing four weeks from today? Uh, lip readers, what did Barney say? What what's was the, the, the bunch line to the joke? Yeah. Um, are you the anything guy at your office? Yeah. Uh, are you and your SO same ciders? Yeah. Um, and was the dress blue and black or white and gold? <laughs> and did you hear Yanny or Laurel? Yeah. Um, so if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, give us five stars, why don't you? And uh, until next time, we'll see you at Ernie's at 9 p.m. Okay. That's where the double date is. Mm-hmm.